0: Conservative show where we talk about life, we talk about liberty, and yes, we talk about the pursuit of happiness. And we're showing the world that yes, Cajuns even have intelligence. Happy to be with you here on this, this Sunday afternoon to discuss politics and to show I want to show y'all something today, folks. I really want to show y'all that the American people see failure, but our politicians see success you know you could have somebody attacking the united states and to make biden look good they're gonna go ahead and say "Huh, you know they attacked us but we chased them out it was a a great success well what about our guards what about don't worry about that it was a great success see folks they have one thing that they are successful in And the whole mission's a success, apparently. Before I do that, though, before I go ahead and dive a little bit more into my feelings of this week with Afghanistan, because that's all we've been talking about for the last three weeks, folks. This is the third episode that I'm going to do with Afghanistan. And I'm going to bring out some things that I I feel I'm going to reiterate a couple of things I said two weeks ago. Because I don't see this president being a success. I see him being a failure in every way, shape, or form. But we've got a good show lined up for you guys. Uh, we got Josh from Culprit's Canteen Cup coming into the next segment. He's going to go ahead and talk to us about this subject of Afghanistan and is this a failure. We're going to carry on from this segment to that segment, and we're going to talk to Josh from Culprit's Canteen Cup. Great podcast. Go check him out. Uh, Apple, Google, Spotify. You can find him on YouTube, uh, all the greatest platforms. Go check him out. Great, great show Great, great men, and thank I always thank them. Every time I see them, thank you all for your service. It's an honor and a blessing to know these guys, and it's an honor and a blessing to have uh, Josh from Culper's Canteed Cup come on. If you have not yet, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button. It helps out more than you know. Also, do me a favor. I, I tell everybody this uh privately but i'm going to start telling my audience this if you like the cajun conservative if you think you know somebody that would like text a, text a link to them hey they're apple google spotify whatever text a link to them and tell them hey check this guy out go ahead and hit the subscribe button go ahead and reach out to me if you have a question or concerns at uh the cajun conservative five at gmail.com I had to think of my email a little bit and go ahead and check me out on facebook and we're all on Spotify, Apple, Google, and all that stuff. If you're listening with a friend or whatnot, look, I, and look I'm, I'm not, the only, you're not the only ones that share this. I do the same thing. Went to a restaurant Friday night, told someone I did podcasting, and guess what? They went ahead and subscribed to me. They're on the spot. Will they listen? I don't know. Hopefully. But if it happens, it happens. All right. As I said, this week, we've seen Joe Biden flip-flop again. We seen Joe Biden tell us a few weeks ago, "I'm not leaving Afghanistan until every single American is out of there." Now the words have changed. The words are, "Well, I didn't say I'll get every American out of there. I'm going to take out the American citizens that want to leave." But, and you know we we don't have the we don't have the privilege of listening to. Rush Limbaugh no more. Unfortunately, Rush has died. But the one that has in his time spot, Dan Bongino, when he first started, I was like, ah, man, you know, that ain't Rush Limbaugh. But Dan Bongino has said a few things that made a lot of sense. He said from this time forward, the media is going to try to cover for Joe Biden, and I'm, I'm I'm quoting Dan Magino. I'm going to give credit to where credit due. I just thought it was a pretty good point. The media is going to start sugarcoating this, and he's going to say, "Oh, America, it was Americans' fault. They don't want to leave," and it is going to start making up stories about Joe Biden. And guess what? What Dan Magino has said has come true. I'm seeing it ref- this unfold in my eyes right now. The botch, um, the botch uh, withdrawal of Afghanistan was horrendous, folks. We had 13 service members die from ISIS-K because the President of the United States did not do his job. The President of the United States did not want to go ahead and do what was right for the American citizens or the people of Afghanistan. I'm hearing from a lot of people that are military saying, why give up Belgium? Why give up, you know, Bagram, Bagram Air Base? Why give that up? Why go ahead and not take out the people before we took out the troops why take out the troops before we take out take the people out it just don't make sense folks but listen to how the 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 Biden administration is putting this oh you know we had people there, but this is the biggest evacuation that any country has done. Any country has done. We are doing the job. we taken out 80, it was 80,000 last week. Now it's 120,000 people out of Afghanistan, our allies, our interpreters, our our Americans. And, and and the media is going around saying, Oh my goodness, this is a great job by a great president. Let's give him applause. In reality, we still got Americans there. He broke his promise, folks. He did not take out every American. Especially last week, that uh the Taliban told him, You better not extend that that uh, uh August 31st deadline. You better not. And of of course, sleepy Joe went ahead and sit in the car and say, yes, please don't hurt me. Don't hurt my presidential hopes. Don't, 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 you know, please don't make me look bad in front of the American citizens. Ladies and gentlemen of this audience, this is this, that's, that's the president of the United States. When the Taliban tells you do not extend the deadline, if I was the president of the United States and. Look, by God, I don't think I will ever be the president of the United States unless God tells me to go and do it. But if I was the president of the United States, I would have told the Taliban, y'all told me what? Y'all told, y'all told me, the president of the United States, that I can't stay here? I've been here for 20 years and y'all couldn't kick me out. But of course, our president didn't do that. Also, I'm going to iterate on something right now. The president of the United States does not care about the military or people in general in the military. A few weeks ago, I went ahead and made a few statements on my podcast about how people that voted for Joe Biden. Y'all, if you voted for Joe Biden and you say you care about the military, you need to turn in your citizen card. I was kind of harsh and I'm a little more calm now. But listen to me, folks, if you had a doubt and you said, Isaac, you just, you just spoke a rant. You were just angry. That's why you said them things. Biden really does care about the military. On Sunday afternoon, our 13 service members that died in Afghanistan, trying to help people out of there, came home. Their remains came home. Flag draped caskets coming out of a plane. And the families had to go ahead and receive the bodies. That was hard. I can just imagine how hard that was for men and for, for ladies and gentlemen that, that were related to these people, the moms, the dad. yes, I'm going to use gender pronouns. I am because, Hey, I believe there's only two genders out there, male and female. There ain't no bi gender. There's no pro gender. There's no ACE. There's no pan. There's no nothing. There's two genders, male and female. And a surgeon will not change that. But they had men and women that were related to these service members that I call heroes come home on that plane. The only thing I'm going to give credit to President Joe Biden right now is that Joe Biden went over there to welcome him home. If he didn't, he would have fought more criticism than what I'm about to talk about. But on Sunday, our president ex- went ahead and welcomed these fallen heroes home. Why he was doing it, started looking at his watch. Now, I, I know, I know, hold on folks. I know that you going to have the left wing media because I seen one earlier that said, "Oh, these 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 conservatives, these, these 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 uh these conservative analysts, these Republicans, they're all bashing Biden because he looked at his watch once. Only once. There was a gold-starred father on Sean Hannity. I can't think of his name at the moment. Said that he was disgusted with the president of the United States because that was not only one time he looked at his watch. He said when he stopped looking at the president, it was the fourth time. So you're telling me a president. Now, first off, people going to say, fact check me on that, folks. Fact check me on that. Who am I going to listen to more? A reporter that wasn't there that's going to fact check us? Or a man that lost his son or daughter and talking about what he saw? That was there. Oh, the reporter probably was there. The reporter was probably in awe at Joe Biden. As he, he He saluted these men and women coming off a plane. Ladies and gentlemen, and I'm going to stand by my statement. Joe Biden does not care for the military as the president of the United States. He does not care about them. When a man now this coming from the gold star families, the people that lost their loved ones that are coming off that plane said that the president went talk with them and all he was talking about was Bo Biden. I know how y'all feel. I lost my son, Bo. Listen, I'm not going to go ahead and dishonorate this, uh, discredit Joe Biden because Joe Biden did serve in our military. Joe Biden was an elected official, but Joe Biden is not a goal. He did not fall in battle. Joe Biden. It's not a gold star father. Yes, he was in the military. I understand Bo Biden was. But Joe Biden died of a disease here in the United States of America. These men and these women that died in Afghanistan, at the Kabul airport, died fighting to protect other people. I hold them in higher regard than Joe Biden. I mean, uh, Bo Biden, yes. I'm sorry, I'm getting worked up. But Joe Biden was running around to these family members that just lost. They did a couple of days ago. They got the door knock that nobody wants to hear in the military that their son or their daughter has died due to battle. Ladies and gentlemen of this audience, he was running around talking about Bo Biden. But you see, that's the thing about the Democrats and especially Joe Biden. It can't be about anybody else. It has to be about him. The center of attention has to be about him. It cannot be about Joe Blow or, 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 or this person. It has to be about Joe Biden. And that's how the Democrat Party works. Nancy Pelosi does it. Nancy Pelosi goes and she makes everything about her. Every Democrat does everything to make themselves about them. I'm not saying there ain't Republicans that do it either because yes, there is Republicans that I'm big and bad. I'm, I'm the one that's going to go ahead and make the changes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is, this is embarrassing that a president, the president of the United States is going to look at his watch through a ceremony. Makes me sick folks. And look, I'm not a veteran. I'm not. But, look, Josh that's coming up in the next segment is a veteran. And I've talked to him prior to this interview that he is disgusted of what's going on in Afghanistan and what is taking place from the President of the United States. Scott Ford from the Scott Ford Show came out with an episode on Friday talking about this incident. And do you know what YouTube did? YouTube went ahead and put it as insensitive, sensitive, uh... It is restricted because sensitive material is in there. Might offend somebody. My friends, Scott Ford, talked about the 13 service members that I'm talking about right now. And this man was very passionate about what he was talking about. And he read the Bible, of course. But ladies and gentlemen, YouTube said this is sensitive. They're talking about 13 fallen members. You know why they say it's sensitive? It's because we blame the President of the United States. For rushing into this. But of course that didn't stop Joe Biden. After the criticism Joe Biden of course on Tuesday when the military finally got pulled out. There's a picture of the last soldier leaving Afghanistan. And I'm not going to say the last American. Because there's still 100 to 200 Americans. Prime example. I got a news article this morning. From the CBN News. I think it's CBN News. Correction. Fox News. Fox News went ahead and reported, Taliban is hunting Americans, says California mom-to-be left behind in Afghanistan. That's the news article. A woman that is pregnant. The President of the United States left a woman that's pregnant. Well, what she was doing there in the first place. She was visiting family. Ladies and gentlemen, he left a woman that was pregnant there. There is school students that went to Afghanistan. I don't know what teacher was thinking about. Hey, that's going to be a good field trip. Let's go ahead and go to Afghanistan. But there's students in Afghanistan that's left behind wondering when they're going to come home. But our president, like I said, on Tuesday came out with a, he wanted to talk to the nation and came out Forceful saying it was a success. Our mission is complete. We evacuated all these people. We evacuated 120,000 Afghans and Americans. Folks, having them Afghanistanian people that went on that, on them planes to get out, out of Afghanistan were not our translators. They were not. They, they did not help us. They didn't help us. They just jumped on the plane to get out of here. We don't know who they are. We, they might be terrorists. We don't know. But the president boldly proclaimed on Tuesday night, "It was a success. It was a success. What we did. This was the best evacuation that any country has done." Look, th- this is this is what I'm I'm, I'm watching this. I'm thinking about it. Wait a minute. You're calling this a success, Mr. President. The reason we had to evacuate people because you didn't do your job. You made a problem, and you said I solved it. But like I said, I said at the beginning, the media is, oh, yes, this was a success. Afghanistan was a success. Oh, boy. And look, I gave props to the media. They were cutting Biden down. They were asking the tough questions. But it's been two weeks since that episode, folks. And you know what the media is doing? They're kissing Biden's rear end. And they wonder why Americans see this as a failure, not a success. Biden saying it's a, it, it is a it's a it's, it's a mission completed. We succeeded in Afghanistan. If we succeeded so much, Mr. President, why do we have the Taliban riding in their capital right now, with Humvees that belong to us, flying helicopters that belong to us, holding military weapons that belong to us? And they're screaming. The Taliban is screaming. It took us 20 years, but we beat America. That's just propaganda, Isaac. did is pro- a promoting propaganda. No, they're not. They honestly believe they defeated America. And that's why I'm calling this segment in this show. Biden sees success, but Americans see failure. And then we have Republicans that, that are crying for impeachment. Thinking that Kamala Harris is going to do a way better job that she's capable of doing this job. Kamala Harris couldn't change a doorknob. And I understand your frustration. I feel them. I think Biden has done things that have hurt our country. And look, if you go according to phone calls. Biden went ahead and tell the president of Afghanistan. Hey, if you tell the world that our that Al Qaeda and the Taliban is held. I'm going to send you some planes. That's ain't that an impeachable offense. They impeached Trump twice for that folks. Twice. But Joe Biden's going to get a slap on the wrist. Folks, he does not respect the military. He does not respect our country. He don't give a rat's rear end about this. Biden sees success, but as Americans, we see failure. I'm going to leave you on this point. Then we're going to go ahead and get with Josh. Listen to me, people. Listen. If you are voting. Or if you think, I'm not going to vote because it was rigged last time. They have won. They don't have to change laws. They don't have to conservatives stay home. We have an election in 2022. That we can put God-fearing people in there. Look, Graham Allen is running for South, I think it's South Carolina. If you live in South Carolina and you're in Graham Allen's district, vote for Graham Allen. That man cares about America. But you, if you decide, say, I'm not going to go vote. I'm not going to go vote. It don't matter. Yeah, it matters. If we don't go vote, we're going to have this garbage back in four more years. But we have an election in 2022 where we could go ahead and change things. Are we going to do it? Rem- and that's another thing, too. The next election ain't until a year and a half. The presidential ain't until three and a half years. Are you going to remember? Are you going to remember what happened? I hope you do. I'll be right back. Welcome back to this episode of the Cajun Conservative. So I got a great friend on the line. He is a Afghan vet. He has served our country well, and he's also part of the podcast Culper's Canteen Cub. Josh, what's going on, my brother?
1: Hey, Isaac. How are you, brother? Uh,
0: I'm doing. I'm doing fine, man. I'm living and trying to make it. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I hear you. That's, uh, that's all you can do these days, man. Just, just trying to make it. Yes,
0: sir, man. How, look, I, I know I've been telling everybody that you are part of Culper's Canteen Cup. What, how are you and Josh and all of them doing? I mean, how you and uh, Roger and Luke and all of them doing over there? I was on there with y'all a while back, but uh, how y'all doing over there, y'all three states apart?
1: We're doing good, man. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, we're uh, yeah, you know, just trying to make it, and uh, Roger and Luke, they, uh, they wanted to, to jump on here as well, but We've got some previous engagements, uh, going on this weekend. And, uh, today is actually, uh, Luke's birthday. So, uh, big, big shout out to, uh, to Luke there. And, uh, I think he's, uh, I think he's 50, 53 or 54 today. He doesn't look a day over 60 though. Uh, so, he's, 50,
0: he's 54 years young, not old young. <laughs> so I, I, I gotta help. I gotta help Roger out, you know, you know, just all them boys over there. But, uh, But, look, man, thank you for coming on. I want to get your input because I have mentioned in previous episodes that I have talked with you about everything that's going on in Afghanistan and what has happened with, you know, the president and everything that's going on. Uh, Josh, you know, me personally, in the last segment, we talked about it to where – You know, Biden sees everything as a success towards Afghanistan, but Americans are seeing things as a as failure. I have never served in the military. And look, I thank you for what you did in serving in the military. Tell me in your view and in your military thinking, was this a success or was this a failure? You know, do you agree with the president or don't you do you disagree with him?
1: Oh, so there's a lot to unpack with, uh, with Afghanistan, especially what's happened there, you know, over the last 30, 40 days. Um, first off, it was not a success. It has been a colossal failure, uh, you know, from a military standpoint, from a foreign policy standpoint. Uh, you know, so I'll, uh, you know, I'll just jump right into it and give you, you know, give you my thoughts on it, you know, starting with, I think you know, what what we have witnessed over the last 30, 40 days in Afghanistan is you know a, a culmination of military leadership, specifically you know Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, uh, Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley. I think what you're seeing is their leadership has epically failed because they're more concerned with gender, you know, gender pronouns and critical race theory, and you know, making sure that everybody you know, addresses each other properly and stuff, instead of focused on winning wars. Um, You know, what we witnessed is a president who has been in elected office for, you know, 48 years. And if you go back and, you know, you remember what uh, former Secretary of Defense and CIA Director Bob Gates, who served both under Bush and Obama, said, you know, Joe Biden has been wrong on every foreign policy and national security issue for the last 40 years. Uh, and so we we saw that manifest. Um, I have firsthand knowledge that some of some general officers you know recommended keeping Bagram open. Um, you know they they recommended that to uh, to the chairman, to the def and you know to the president, and they were overruled. and what we did is we decided to utilize an airfield with a single runway that sits in a city of 4.5 million people surrounded by mountains instead of using an airfield that we've been conducting combat operations out of for the last 20 years. So, from a military standpoint, that makes absolutely zero sense. Uh, You know, two of the most dangerous times of any deployment of any operation is at the very beginning and at the very end. Um, You know, a lot of times you have to push additional troops into a country, into an area, to provide security and safety for those troops as they start, you know, the other troops as they start to wind down combat operations and they start to retrograde, you know, cause you're, you know, you're consolidating your equipment, you're consolidating all your personnel, you know, in areas um, to where you're going to, you know, get them out Afghanistan being landlocked, obviously all of that's going to fall on the airfield and anybody who's been, you know, in the military more than a day or anybody who has any sense of, you know, an idea of logistics is if I have one of something That really means I have none because definitely Murphy's going to show up and he's, you know, wreck your day. If you have, you know, like for you, right? So you, you know, you guys have a fleet of dump trucks. If you have one spare tire and that's it for all those dump trucks, you're you're probably not going to operate very long, right? So we go with the one is none, two. If you have two of something, you really have one of something because, you know, one of those things is going to break, something's going to happen. Murphy's going to show up and it's just, you know, and that's just how it's going to go. Um, you know, we wound up uh, we wound up thirteen thirteen dead service members. Um, you know, and a lot of that was because we we knew what was going to happen. We had prior knowledge of what was going to happen. Yet we were conducting these operations. You know, conducting them the the evacuation in again in a city of four point five million people to where they couldn't control the crowds. They couldn't, you know, control stuff. They didn't have the amount of troops that they needed to have. And so what happened happened, and, you know, 13 service members, you know, didn't come home. Uh, and it was absolutely heartbreaking. And then and then to have the actions that you had with, you know, Biden at, at Dover Air Force Base, where he's checking his watch as parents are standing there watching their children, you know, come off this plane and flag-draped coffins, and you have the commander-in-chief checking his watch, like he has somewhere else better to be it was just it was morally reprehensible um i i you know i can't even begin to you know to you know just think about how they were feeling um you know knowing that death or child is there and uh you know they're they're never coming back it's just it's absolutely absolutely more morally reprehensible what what he did um you know you, there was a wall street journal article out article out we did not get all of the Americans. We did not get all of the uh, FIV uh, card holders. We did not get all the interpreters out our translators and those who helped us. You know, over the last twenty years, now we're starting to find out that these places where they have them in Qatar, Germany, and even some of the states that a lot of these people were just people who rushed the airport and you know managed to get on a plane. So that tells us. That people, you know, were not checking to see who we were putting on planes. They weren't being vetted or screened, like you know, like they should have been, which is what Biden said they did. So we lied about that. And what we're finding out, we're actually finding some people uh, that you know got on these planes. These are people the military has actually been hunting for the last twenty years. A couple of these folks are legitimate terrorists. But well, they didn't um, have no
0: um, vetting system because they, they, like you said, they were just running to these planes, and the 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 military was like, "All right, just look, go ahead, jump on, we're gonna help you out."
1: Yeah, yeah. There was no vetting, and Biden, you know, Biden told us he said that they had all been vetted, which I knew that was I knew that was incorrect. Um, I you know, I was I was in direct contact with you know a couple of folks that were on the ground there, and. They said, absolutely not. None of these, you know, none of these folks had, have been vetted. So, you know, and now we're seeing, what we're seeing is there's a lot of older males um, with very, very young, you know, females with them. We're talking, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old. And, you know, when they started questioning, started to, you know, trying to vet these folks, you know, they ask, oh, is this your daughter? You know, is this your granddaughter whatever? And, these, you know, these males who, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, they're saying, no, this is my wife's
0: Wow! Wow! So, 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 according to you, to go, so, so, according to you, this isn't this isn't a success, as the president is saying. This is a almost failure. And like I, I brought out in the last segment, Biden is not worried about military success. He's just worried about getting political points. And Josh, I don't know if you've seen this, but I've seen this already that the media is already covering for joe biden in this instance that showed me right there that's an outermost failure on his part because there there he hasn't done what he he hasn't done what he promised he was going to do
1: no no you know he promised that we would stay until every american was out uh we did not do that we left and there are americans still in afghanistan who want to get out there in fact you know, as of probably 30, 45 minutes ago, there are six planes, six private uh, planes, sitting on the runway in Marzar Sharif, which is kind of north northwestern Afghanistan, with Americans and uh, you know translators and interpreters on board who want to get out, who the Taliban are not allowing to take off. Wow! So you know, it, as you know, as an American, there's one thing um, you know is that we don't leave we don't leave Americans behind. Uh, you know, you had a, a number of you know former former you know military personnel, you know retired special operations folks who you know use private money. You know, they went to Afghanistan and they conducted their own operation to get folks out. And now you have the State Department; they're still trying to do that. And now you have the FBI and the State Department are actively trying to stop them from getting getting Americans out. They're actively trying to stop them from completing what our current administration failed to do.
0: Okay. So, so, so these, these private, they're not the, our own military, our own government is trying to stop them from coming out of there. That's what's sad. Um, Josh, you, you've been in Afghanistan. And as I said earlier, thank you for your service. You've been in Afghanistan. You had to deal with the Taliban. You had to deal with these, these, I'm going to call them what they are. These tyrant murdering cutthroat, I don't know. You can't even call them a uh, human because I don't know what their where their thought process is. But, you know, as, as a as a soldier, you couldn't trust them. Why? Why do you think the, the, the Biden administration is choosing to trust them now? Because that's all Biden is saying, look, we're working with them. We're trying to get our people out. Whoever wants to get out can't come out, which is obvious. The Taliban is stopping. There's reports that they're hunting Americans. CBN News this morning reported a lady that's pregnant that says she wanted to get out, but she can't get out because the Taliban is hunting Americans and hunting Christians. So why would the Biden administration want to decide to trust these people?
1: I think I think Biden, the, the, Biden and the administration... He, you know, he campaigned on the promise to end the war in Afghanistan, um, and I think he, you know, he saw an opportunity to try and score a quick win, um, you know, politically, and you know, like you said, score some, you know, score some political points, build up some political capital for policies, you know, and, and initiatives that he wants to get pushed through Congress uh, down the road. Uh, you know, needed some of that political capital to do to do that. Um, and he was so I think, you know, if you go back and look, Joe Biden was a senator during the Iran uh, hostage crisis. He was vice president uh, when Benghazi happened and Ambassador Stevens and the three others were killed. And so I think he was so worried about you know that situation occurring again, especially with him being president, knowing that that would erase any you know uh, political capital that he you know could possibly build. He was so worried that he ordered this to be rushed, uh, you know, to get in and get out, get out as quick as you can. That way, you know, it, 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 in his mind, it decreases the risk. But in anybody who you know has conducted any type of military operation, knows that. When you do something like this quick and you don't do it deliberately, it it greatly increases the risk, uh, you know, the faster you do it. So, again, it, you know, it comes back to him not understanding, him not listening to his commanders, um, you know, because an interesting note, you go back to the press conference with the Secretary of Defense Austin and General Mark Milley. It was about on the, I want to say the 20, maybe about the 23rd of July, Millie made the comment, our task given to us. Okay, well, you know, when you go through and you look at the the chain of command for, you know, for the United States military, the secretary of defense and the chairman, there's only one person above them in the chain of command. And that can order them to do something. And that's the president of the United States. So when, you know, when the chairman says our task given to us, he is saying that we did what the president told us to do. So, you know, when Biden stands there and says, oh, well, you know, the generals, you know, I didn't. They were the one that said, you know, we should close Bagram and this, that, and the other. That's simply not true. It's simply not the case Um, because that is absolutely not what happened. Biden didn't want to push a large, you know, a large amount of troops in Afghanistan. To, you know, draw down and you know leave Afghanistan like we should have. He wanted to you know do the minimal amount, rip the bandaid off, and you know now we now we have what we have. Um, and you know, I, I think the the foreign foreign policy uh, you know ram, ramifications, ramifications from this, or it, it's going to reverberate for decades to come. Uh, our credibility around the world right now is severely damaged
0: now i got a question to ask you on that because of you said damage um i know our rep our 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 um how i'm trying to say our reposition uh our place in the world is slimmed down now because like you said america thought everybody thought america was the land of the free they freed people but we gave our enemies our weapons basically And, you know, if you're saying this is going to affect us down the road, Josh, what if we have to go back into Afghanistan and fight these Taliban, these or ISIS or another Al Qaeda or something like that? They got our weapons. They got our they got our vehicles. How do we tell the difference from the enemy from our friend? Because, you know, using the military, didn't y'all have to learn how to identify the enemy? How do you identify an enemy that's dressed just like you?
1: Yeah. And, and that's a great point. Um, you know, so first, uh, you know, our, our reputation around the world it, it has absolutely been damaged. You know, you go back and you take a look at, you know, especially here recently, you know, we did absolutely nothing in Cuba when, you know, some of the citizens of Cuba stood up and said, OK, we're done with communism. Enough is enough. And we stood by and we watched them you know, get shot in the streets. We watched them get taken off to prisons and we didn't do anything. We had a golden opportunity to, you know, empower those folks. Um, you know, we have government agencies, which that is their job. That is their charter. That is what they are designed to do. And, you know, we sat idly by as, you know, Cuba had the chance. It's 90 miles off the coast of Florida. We had the chance to, you know, really get rid of, uh, you know, a communist country. And and we just we just sat by and didn't do anything about it, which, you know, is mind boggling to me. Uh we are gonna have to go back into Afghanistan. There's no doubt in my mind we're gonna have to go back in Afghanistan. You know, Joe Biden made the comment that there's no more Al Qaeda in Afghanistan. Um I have been staring at the Afghanistan problem for twenty years and I can tell you that there is absolutely one hundred percent Al Qaeda in Afghanistan. Uh you know, they Abdul Haq, They showed a uh, video of him. He's you know big Al Qaeda leader. We have been searching for him for twenty years. They just showed him rolling up into Kandahar. You know, in his vehicle uh, last week. Uh, and there's always been Al Qaeda in Afghanistan. Those those guys have always been there. They never left. Uh, so we are going to have to go back in there. I, I, you know, Al Qaeda is going to to resurge in there. Um, you have ISIS case. They're going to. Uh, You know, they're going to start probably gaining ground there, uh, you know, even more so than they have. And how are we going to distinguish between, you know, between friend and foe? It's going to be a little bit more difficult. Um, You know, one thing that, you know, it's going to have to do is before we put any of our, you know, forces on the ground and any of our vehicles and stuff, we're going to have to try and take out as many, you know, of theirs as we can so they don't get, you know, so it doesn't get mixed up. Um, you know, and then we're gonna have to come up with a couple of different ways of identifying, you know, friend versus foe, uh with that. Um why we didn't why we didn't destroy that equipment, I don't understand it. Uh, you know, once we realized that the Taliban were gaining ground, they were consolidating their gains and that they were going to, you know, take over Afghanistan. Why we didn't start destroying that equipment, I have no idea. Uh but orders like that have to come on, you know, from up high. They can't, you know, they just don't come from your local commander saying, okay, destroy that. That's, that's not a decision they get to make. That has to come from the Pentagon or from the administration.
0: Well, this is, this, this president, we don't have no, we don't know half what he's doing anyway. So he, he talks about, he talks about, you know, how this was, a, like I said, a success. And it wasn't a success. It was just all of his favor, failure, but he, he goes ahead and still says his excess, and the the media goes ahead and covers for him. Um, Josh, I got a question to ask, and I don't know if you've heard my last couple of podcasts, but I've been reporting that, and it's happened this week again. I'm probably going to bring it up. You have the Republicans, and you have uh, some of some in our government. I even think some Democrats are holding on to that that thought process of let's get rid of Biden, let's go ahead and impeach him, let's go ahead or invoke the twenty fifth amendment. Uh, let's do something like that. Are you for something like that? Uh, to, to impeach Biden on, on what happened in Afghanistan?
1: Uh, I absolutely am. I, you know, I know there's some folks out there who, who disagree with me and say, well, it's a waste of time. It's not like he's going to be removed well you you can say, you can, like say
0: you can say it's me. I know, I know you know, it's me. <laughs> I, I
1: disagree. With me.
0: You can say we can so, disagree.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things. So we impeach we impeach Trump, uh, you know, over the phone call with Ukraine, because it was alleged that he was held military aid, lethal military aid, in return for a favor. Well, we just had evidence. You know, the the someone in the intelligence community, someone in the National Security Council, because that's really who has access to the that transcript of uh, the phone call between you know Biden and then President Afghan President uh, Ghani, and in that phone call. Biden said, "If you want our close air strike support, then I'm going to need you to lie for me, and I'm going to need you to tell the world that the effort against the Taliban is actually going good when we all know it's not." Uh All right, so the very definition of quid pro quo, and he was withholding lethal military aid in the form of close air support, um, you know, in, in exchange for you know a favor, and so I think it's one of those things. If we allow that to stand, and if we, you know, there is not an impeachment on that, yeah, it's not important for right now necessarily because everybody knows that Joe Biden lied. Everybody knows what he did. But when people look at that, fifty, a hundred, you know, one hundred fifty years down the road, when we're not, you know, we're not going to be here anymore, they're going to have to go back and look, and they'll see, well, okay, yeah, this guy was impeached. Well, this guy wasn't impeached, even though he should have been. Um, and I think, if, you know, and it also reassures the American people, hey, your government, there, are, there there is not two standards. There is one standard. There are not two tiers of, you know, there's not a, a two-tiered justice system, uh, you know, that we have right now, which we do. And I think, the you know, the credibility um, in the American people's opinion of Congress is very low. You know, it, and, and this is on both sides. This is Republicans and Democrats you know, the accountability just isn't there anymore. And I think that Congress could do itself a huge favor and lend themselves some credibility if they would impeach Biden on that phone call for the exact same reasons they impeached Trump on, a, you know, a similar phone call if, uh, you know, if you wanted wanted to believe it. Um, I just, I know, you know, I know some people say it's not worth it. It's not worth the time. It's not worth the effort. I don't think, you know, I, I, there, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, Joe Biden would not be, you know, tossed out. Um, you know, I know it wouldn't go that far, but just if the House would do it and impeach him, therefore it is on the record, hits now, and forevermore.
0: Um, and I, I, could see, I could see that point of doing that, Josh. This, this my thing is, okay, just on a whim, the Democrats would go ahead and impeach him, <clears throat> excuse me, and the Senate would take him out. Well, you got Kamala Harris right there. And look, I'm sorry, Kamala Harris probably would have did the same thing or even a worse job than Joe Biden did in this last uh, botched uh, departure from Afghanistan. And that's what I'm looking at. I understand the the accountability because, like I said, I think he did do impeachable things. The the issue with it is, is look who we got coming right back. And, look, if we go ahead and impeach him, great. But a lot of Republicans and even some Democrats are saying, well, we do better with Kamala Harris. If you're thinking that, that's not – I'm not saying you're thinking that, but – there's some Republicans thinking that oh we can do better with Kamala Harris. I don't know who they talking to. I just feel that yeah. we we all we all know that Kamala Harris will be president without the people voting her in. We already know that. We know something's going to happen and it's just like they want they want to rush the process and use Republicans to help them out as well.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I you know, I, I I'm definitely you know, I'm definitely cautious on, you know, tossing Joe Biden out of office, you know, and having Kamala step in. But, you know, I mean, there is a thing you can't impeach, you know, you can't impeach the president through the House without removing him. You know, I mean, they impeached Trump twice and, you know, they didn't remove him. So, you know, it's, you know, but I think, you know, the just the foreign policy piece from this, is you know, is has been devastating. Uh the British Parliament and not that I you know, I kind of stopped caring what the Brits thought in you know in seventeen seventy five. Um but when you take a look, the British Parliament held Biden in contempt. They've only done that one other time in history and that was George Washington. Wow. Um you know so and the Brits are our co- I mean they are our closest ally. I've working you know, I've worked with the Brits. They are Absolutely, one hundred percent, our closest ally. Um, and then you had, you know, the former British, uh, you know, Secretary of Defense equivalent came out and said that Britain is going to start going and looking for other, uh, other partnerships instead of trying to do, it, you know, just them in the U.S. They're going to start seeking out other partnerships uh, because their, you know, their their trust in the United States is uh, has, has been, you know, has uh, been definitely shot. eroded.
0: Have been shot yeah. down. It it is no mean. Nothing. Josh, I got a question. One more question for you. Tell us where you can we can find Culper's Canteen Cup. I know you, Josh, uh, you Luke, and Roger are some good friends. You served in Afghanistan together. You have a great podcast. I had the pleasure of being on with y'all guys, and uh, I want all three of y'all one day to come on here. And I knew this this was close to your heart. That's why I wanted to ask you to come and get your input and show the American people and my audience that hey, I'm just not picking this up from some, from reading I'm I know people that were there so um if they hear your podcast where can they find it and what what can they do if they want to ask you any questions
1: hey, yeah, man um so you can find a couple canteen cup on all your major podcast podcast platforms Apple Spotify iHeartRadio uh we're also you know we're all over social media we're on uh you know Facebook Instagram Twitter uh We uh now that parlor is back we'll you know we'll have a uh we'll have a parlor uh places uh as well um yeah you know, if, you, if you got a question uh for us um you know whether you agree with us whether you don't agree with us everybody's more than welcome to hit us up at c3 at com. um and uh you know no, we, we really uh we really enjoyed having you on. We definitely you know, we would definitely be honored to uh you know, come on uh come on the Cajun Conservative. Uh we just gotta get all our, our schedules to uh to sync up and uh you know, we will we'll will absolutely get that done.
0: Oh yeah, man, and look I, I can't wait to have y'all guys on. It was a great time being with y'all the other day on, on Culper's Canteen Cup talking about Louisiana politics and talking about the twenty twenty four election and all that good stuff. It was real fun, man.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, the last thing I'll say is, you know, a lot of people out there, you know, want to support the troops, want to support, you know, the military, uh, you know, the men and women uh, in uniform. And I, I'll tell you right now, the best way that you can support the men and women in uniform is being an American worth fighting for. Yes,
0: sir. Yes, sir. Josh, until next time, man, thank you for coming on.
1: All right. Thank you, Isaac. It's an honor. I really appreciate it.
0: No problem. That was Josh from Culper's Canteen Cup. When we come back, I'm going to be talking about teachers. I'm going to be talking about how some teachers have paid the price for standing up against the jab, but there's some that are trying to propagandize, I guess you could say, our children. We'll be right back. How you doing, everyone? Isaac here, and I'm here to tell you about the Scott Ford Show on YouTube. I know Scott personally, he's a true blue, red-hot conservative, talking about current world events, but just not telling you about the world events. He's giving you a god on his opinion of what's going on. So today, go ahead and check out the Scott Ford Show on YouTube. Since I've told you, next time I see you, I'm going to ask you, did you watch the Scott Ford Show? If you say yes, I'm going to give you a thumbs up with a big smile. If not, I'm going to look at you weird and say, why are you not watching the Scott Ford Show? So go check out the Scott Ford Show today on YouTube. You will not be disappointed. to the third and final segment of the cage conservative show i want to thank josh again for coming on you know uh, we set this up in the middle of the week and everything that i asked him he gave me a straightforward question and you know it it must hurt as a military personnel that used to be in afghanistan and when you talk about this stuff and how the president of the United States is saying that we have we have success, and I said it in the first segment. I said it, <coughs> excuse me, in the second segment about how they're looking at this as as accomplishments. They look at this as as success, but Americans are seen as failure, and it's just like, hey, we don't see none here. Sorry, we're done, you know we're just done. It's sad, folks. It's sad. But this next segment that I'm about to talk about, I think is going to line up which why I think a lot of people are thinking this way of giving president biden credit for nothing really he didn't do anything to 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 go ahead and brag on and look the white house is already you know, hinting around this, we want our props for Afghanistan. We want our props. We want, we want our credit for Afghanistan, y'all. Y'all better not talk bad about us. We did a heck of a job in Afghanistan. This Biden administration only been there in eight months and acting like they, they fought they fought the war, they killed Bin Laden, they did everything in the eight months. It, they didn't do nothing. They all they did was hey, we taking out the troops, and the Taliban said, "Good, let's go forward." So we don't. But as I said, this it starts in the classroom, folks. I, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of this ideology that a lot of these people are thinking of starts in the classroom. And that's what I'm talking about right here. For the past couple of weeks I've been hearing about teachers. One in particular about how this lady went up in front of her school board. And I can't remember the the lady's name. All I remember is the, the event. Uh, Scott Ford had it on his show. That's where I seen it sat. This lady went up into in front of her school board and said, "Listen. You're telling me I have to teach against the vaccination. You're telling me you're, you're telling me I got to uh, preach propaganda and all that stuff and I'm not doing it. I'm quitting. I, bring your kids to a private school. Like I have that. my kids are in private school. I don't put them in the public school system. I don't trust it. They they they're filling their heads with hogwash. And and look, this woman right here and many others, a lot of teachers have been standing up, a lot of parents have been standing up, saying, listen, y'all forcing our kids to wear masks, you're forcing our kids to learn about all this stuff. We don't want it no more. It's our right. We as parents have authority over our children, which is is biblically so and morally so. The parents know what's best. Supposedly, parents are supposed to know what's best for the kids. Am I right? If you're a parent out there, I hope you're agreeing with me. But there's teachers out there, that are on the bad side of this spectrum. And unfortunately we have more of those than we have good teachers that are going to, I want to teach true history and I want to teach what's right. For the past couple of weeks, I've been seeing these stories pop up on daily War and uh project Veritas and other things like that. And you know, I, I wasn't, I was supposed to talk about something. I think last week it got pushed back uh, due to um, interviews and all that stuff. But another story came out this week, so I said, hey, well, two stories came out this week, and I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. So apparently, teachers think they know more about Donald Trump and know more about the way politics should work and the way that you should raise your kids. Even going to a point where I'm about to play some some audio clips of a teacher saying that they're dumb. Now, <laughs> this is the audio. I don't have the videos. I took this from the audio or whatnot. But this, this woman, and I'm going to give you right up front, she did get suspended, and we don't know I don't know if she got fired or what, but listen to her comments about Donald Trump and some kids. Now, I got this on the pause, because I'm probably going to stop it in between, just to, to give my thoughts on a couple of things she said. So listen to this. I'll
2: straight up call it out. <laughs> I'm like so over it. I agree. Okay. <laughs> Hey, well, I would be super proud of you if you chose to get the vaccine. Are you a little? Yeah. We'll just keep getting Delta. We'll just keep getting variants over and over and over until people get vaccinated. On
0: well, first point, vaccinations don't stop the Delta variant. You see, folks, this is this this is what you're getting taught. This is what your kids, some of your kids, are getting taught in school. This, <coughs> excuse me. This the, the, a student was talking about getting the vaccination, and she's like, "Yes, I I think you should get the vaccination. Go get the vaccination." And you know, don't don't care what your parents say. By the way, just go ahead and get the vaccination. And and when the, the student kind of said, "Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm probably not going to get it." Well, we are going to just keep getting Delta variant, Delta virus. Where's follow the science, folks? The vaccination does not stop the Delta variant. See, they're putting in his mind: get the vaccination, get the vaccination. But it does not stop the Delta variant. Ladies and gentlemen, this woman is telling this person, "Hey, on false claims, hey, we're gonna you got you're gonna keep getting the vaccine. We're still gonna keep getting this virus if you don't take the shot. Listen more."
2: <laughs> it's never going to end. Exactly. It could end in five seconds if
0: people would get vaccinated. No, they won't. I just said it. I just said it. The, the, the vaccinate. And she said, there'll be no end if all these people don't get the vaccination. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I did a show called Shaming the Va- Unvaccinated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh, y'all yeah, people. Oh, y'all yeah, yeah, keep on. Y'all don't want to take the vaccination yet. They're all going to die. Ladies and gentlemen, people are still getting. Majority of the people that's getting back to virus are vaccinated. The vaccination will not stop the virus. It's been proven. But they're making booster shots to do it. So this woman, I don't even know why she's a teacher. I'm just listening to her for like 10 seconds. She's dumb as a box of rocks. Keep on listening.
2: Yes. I hate Donald Trump. I'm gonna say it. I don't care what y'all think. Trump sucks. He's a sexual predator. He's a literal moron. (laughs) Don't title on me to the freaking admin. They don't give a crap. No, he is not. What are you talking about? So much. This is my classroom, and if you guys are going to put me at
0: risk, you're going to hear about it. Okay, so hey, apparently you don't like Trump. You know, we know that the a woman, the woman that said Trump sucks. Okay, we, but why is this not in a classroom? I understand history, or understand, but you give the kids the facts and make them make their own decision. Didn't you hear this woman just say, stop watching Fox News? That's your problem? You're watching conservatives? I hate to see if this woman would ever. If you're a student in this woman's classroom, tell her about the Cajun conservative. And I talked her about her. I would love to have a debate. She's not there no more, but I'm just saying. I would love to have a debate with this woman. I like how she said Trump's a predator, a sex predator. He's a pedophile. He's. You have a man in the White House that. That's. <laughs> Excuse me. See, it made me choke. Uh, you have a man in the White House that smells little girls' hair, and you, you're worried about Donald Trump. First off, one video of Donald Trump having locker room talk, and and you, uh, this they, they oh he's a sex predator. But you have a man in the White House that 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 they they hid all the stuff he did, and then she's threatening the kids. Go ahead and tell them they don't care, but huh? And that's not the first time she does it. This video is going to be a little while. I'm breaking this down for y'all guys.
2: Because I have to be here. I don't have to be happy about the fact that there's kids coming in here with their variants that could possibly get me or my family sick. That's rude. And I'm not going to pretend like it's not. So don't ask me. That's damn right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to lie. If you ask me a legit question, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it either.
0: Okay, that's just one of two videos that I have. And unless you're tired of hearing this, this lady's a moron um she she made the comment that i don't want to be here well ma'am quit you know hey you know there's a lot of things we don't want to do but ma'am if you don't like being there quit if you're scared for your health and scared for your life go get the vaccination and but don't and if you get sick who you're gonna blame oh i know this is a couple of weeks old and whatnot but this is what your kids are getting taught your kids are getting taught that hey and look, I'm not saying all teachers. I just opened up with this this segment was saying about a teacher that that said to her her, her school board, "I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sign this. I'm not gonna be forced to do this. I can go get a job in a private school." But these there's and look, this teacher is dense. This teacher is dense, talking about how if you get the vaccination. You're good. You're never going to get sick again, and that's false. Follow the science. What about that? Follow the science. Remember, it was told that we, if we had a vaccination, all this would be gone by now. But she's not blaming the people that are vaccinated. No, it's unvaccinated. The people that that have not taken the shot. The people that that went ahead and, and are putting her health at risk. But if you wear a mask and if you go ahead and you, you take the vaccine, you can still get the Delta variant. You can still get the COVID. You can get all that. The shot don't stop you from having that. It protects you, they say, but it don't help. Now, let, like I said, listen to this. The, the rest of this this lady, because we got a, I got a couple of more things I want to talk to her. I talk talk to y'all about this woman.
2: Most of y'all parents are dumber than
0: you. I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> I would have told my parents that growing up. I would have had a blister on my rear end. Okay? They're going to school to learn. This woman right here, and I see why she got let go. This one, this one line right here, your parents are dumber than y'all. First off, she's calling the kids dumb. And then she's calling the parents that pay her salary. Dumber than her. Didn't you catch that? Like I said, I cut it off right there, but uh, this... Your parents are dumber than y'all how this woman became an educator. How this woman's going to get another job? Like I said, her, her students, parents pay her bill, pay her check. I, I'm not a citizen of Utah, but that's a lot of federal dollars goes into there and i pay federal tax. Really? parents are dumb and that's what your kids are being taught a lot of these public schools your 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 parents are dumb listen to the rest
2: i'm gonna say that out loud my parents are freaking dumb okay and the minute i figured that out the world opens up you don't have to do everything your parents say and you don't have to believe everything most likely, you're smarter than them. Why 110
0: is great? My 110 is that I'm the idiot of the family. <laughs> like 110, I, what I want. <laughs> you. I like how the girl said that. She goes, "I'm, I'm the idiot of the family. My parents are way smarter than me." But folks, she goes in this rant. Oh, your parents are dumb. Your parents are dumb. This is getting, this is getting. It is.
2: You can believe what you want to believe, but keep it quiet in here because I'm probably gonna make funny, huh? <laughs> the of you. <laughs> okay, I'll just say this. Here are the here are the topics that you probably want to avoid in this class. For politics, which you went into, you asked me. <laughs> Walk on it, the whole entire class period, if you want me to. <laughs> but I'm not going. If you don't believe in climate change, get the hell out. I'll be dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pathetic that you think that you're the problem. Nicer. I love gay people. <laughs> All LGBTQIA+,
0: mother. <laughs> if you don't like it, get out. All right, I'm going to stop it right there. L- listen, I thought a classroom was supposed to be a place of discussion. I thought the, I thought the classroom, I know there was a long clip, but ain't this supposed to be a classroom She's telling the people, hey, if you're anti-gay, get out. If you don't believe in climate change, get out. You're dumb. You're ignorant. You're stupid. Get out. I see why she don't have her job right now, folks. I really do. Now, you might be saying, oh, Isaac, that's the only one teacher. Well, she mentioned the gay, the, the gay issue if you're anti-gay. There was a teacher this week that came out that told her students that, you know, to salute... The pride flag. No. No, Isaac. No, they did not. Now, this woman also got suspended because she didn't have a flag in her room. Now, because the flag made her a Listen to this. Listen to this lady right here.
2: Okay, so during third period, we have announcements, and they do the Pledge of Allegiance. I always tell my class, stand if you feel like it. Don't stand if you feel like it. Say the words if you want. Don't have to say the words. So my class decided to stand but not say the words. Totally fine. Except for the fact that my room does not have a flag. It used to be there. But I took it down during COVID because it made me uncomfortable. And um, I packed it away and I don't know where. And I haven't found it yet. (laughs) But my kid today goes, hey, um, it's kind of weird that we just stand and then, you know, we say it to nothing. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I got to find it. Like, I'm working on it. I got you. (laughs) In meantime I tell this kid we do have a flag in the class that you can pledge your allegiance to and he like looks around and he goes oh that one
0: <laughs> oh that one because in the video they in they showed the video you've watched it on TikTok there's a gay flag hanging in our classroom ladies and gentlemen first of all why there's a gay flag in the classroom and there's not an American flag. Oh, she pulled it down. Your COVID. it made her feel uncomfortable. You watch you, you 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 listen to this show you you see my patriotic do my patriotic, patriotism. I got an American flag in my um in my studio here. I also got a Bible too. That might feel it make me feel uncomfortable. I have a few of them. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a school teacher a teacher that that is paid. Now she is in California, but it's paid to go ahead and look to, to teach our kids. Now this was in elementary school. So they're just basically telling them, Hey, do the pledge of allegiance to the flag that is up right there. Let's let's go ahead and salute the gay flag. I got, I got a question. Okay. If I was a teacher, and I brought in a Christian flag. You know, the white flag with the blue square with the cross in the middle. If I would bring that, just say if I bring that to a school and hang that up. <gasps> Separation of church and state. You better take that down. And you telling the kids to salute it. Oh, my God. Hey, CLU, where are you at? But they can go ahead and salute a gay flag. The segment's running pretty long, and I, I, there's a reason why I'm doing this. Because I'm trying to make you understand that your kids are not getting taught ABCs and one two threes, and this gay agenda, as we saw with the teacher before this one, if you anti LGBTQ, get out, threatening the kids that they were going to get in trouble because they, they they don't support the LGBTQ plus. Huh? Okay, threatening kids—that's abuse to kids. And this woman not show not, not having an American flag because it makes her feel uncomfortable. Don't tell us why, too. I heard uh, Matt Walsh say that the other day. Don't tell us why it feels uncomfortable. It's just, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Take it out. Let's hide it. Let's burn it. So this this teacher came out also, uh, I think it was August 31st. Project Veritas went ahead and found this, this nut. And he went ahead and cho- is telling the kids... How to join Antifa? Um, he scares the, you know what, out of him to to, to become fascist. I don't have that clip because they use the f bomb, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that on this program. But listen to this and some of his comments, and then I'm gonna show you tell you what the parents did.
2: The Sacramento organization that is under the banner of Antifa is, is very loosely organized, right? Um, so that yeah, when
0: when there is like right wing rallies and stuff, then we like. She will create an opposition. To that yeah. Where would you go to connect to some of these organizations? Like, they... no, I, I post a calendar oh, every okay. week, awesome. and then so, so cool. like they, it's and I do it for extra credit, so they get points for doing it. Like, sure. it, so that encourages them to do it. When they go, they take pictures, they write up a reflection that's their extra like. I, I have an Antiba flag on my on my wall, um, and a student complained about that and, and he said it made them feel uncomfortable. Well, this is meant to make fascists feel uncomfortable, so if you feel uncomfortable, I, I don't really know what to do. <laughs> like, maybe you should be aligning with the, the values that it, this is antithetical to so, the cold- okay I'm going to stop right there and that's all I'm going to show he goes ahead and organizes this stuff for the kids and tells the kids hey if y'all go ahead and do that you'll get extra credits if not y'all failing also he this is another example look we just talked about the woman having a gay flag on her wall this one has an Antifa flag and if it makes you feel uncomfortable huh, you shouldn't be part of that now look I'm against fascism folks But, you know, what this dude was saying that conservatives like myself and everybody I'm affiliated with, like Josh from the last segment, and I mentioned Scott Ford from the first segment. And, look, I have an interview with Nate Savage coming up on YouTube. Me and Nate Savage are the fascists because we we don't believe. We don't believe in. we, we, We believe the conservative way we believe the conservative way we believe that that the freedom of speech should be for everybody just not for the uh, not just for the 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 liberals and and the democrats it's for everybody this teacher apparently don't want them to speak their voice either because it, it makes it might make him feel uncomfortable ladies and gentlemen this dude was brought was 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 asked to leave i think he was uh, on paid leave now if i if I heard of a teacher doing that i'm gonna I would have done exactly what these pa- these parents did at a public school meeting listen to these parents right here. Or staff
2: pushing anti-American, hateful, or political agendas against America on our students, families, or communities, we want you out. Now. Not paid leave, and not in a week or two. Now.
0: I will not stand by and allow my rights as a parent to be trampled. Uh, The reporter asked, you know, how do you get the students to do this? He said, and I'm quoting, I I scare the f*** out of them. Okay? That is child abuse. And I agree, it is child abuse. But folks, and look, this dude got admitted, got was put on leave with pay. We got to we got to do an investigation on this thing. You know, we're, we're gonna pay him to sit at home. Your, if you live in California, that's your taxpayer dollars going to that trash. Oh, Isaac, how dare you call that man? No, it's true. Look, and there's there's a common theme with all these people. One, your parents are dumb. The first and the third teacher that I brought out. All were saying the same thing. if you listen to the whole clip, oh, the parents don't care. They just—they don't. We don't care what the parents say. I'm just going to do what I want to do. They go ahead and put up flags that are not American. The Antifa flag and the uh, the the uh, Pride flag. I bet they don't have an American flag in that school room. So they're showing the kids, hey, be anti-American. Be be anti-American excuse me on that be anti-American go ahead and, and don't support America just you know hey but support Antifa and support the pride flag support I'm getting to my sound D- to go ahead and support something that is anti-American like I said they're not teaching you 123 ABC's and also, there's another common factor factor in this. Conservatism is bad. The Republicans are bad. Our way is the way. But your parents, if they're Republican, they're stupid. Disrespect for the parents. Disrespect of the American flag. And don't listen to another view. Who that sounds like, folks? <gasps> the Democrat Party, you get a prize. We need to stop this, folks. And this is th- these kids are going to be the, in the next generation of politicians. If we don't get a hold of it now and do like what these parents did at that school board meeting, get her, get him out and get him out now. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Now. I want to thank you for listening to The Kids of Conservative. Please, once again, if you like this podcast, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Also, go ahead and like us on Facebook at the of Conservative Five. You can also uh, Conservative Five at gmail.com is where you can send your questions or your concerns. Until next week, you be blessed, you be safe, and remember, Jesus Christ is coming back. Are you ready to meet Him? If not, you better get ready. Until next week, bye bye.